0: back to the Orlando Soccer Show, everyone. This is the uh, post-group stage World Cup and Orlando City Pride wrap-up of Off-Season moves So Far Show. You get every, all of that good? Cool, because we're going right into it. My name's Austin David, uh, Gavin Eubank, and uh, Brad Newton. They're both here. Um, first off, guys, how are you doing?
1: Doing uh doing pretty well and if you notice no Kyle this week as he fell into an open manhole cover so the uh, wild adventures of Kyle Foley they called me a
2: madman and what I predicted came to pass
3: dread it run from it France arrives all the same
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's what matters at the end of the day is that France is, is still doing their thing I think uh we may not have predicted it, but France and uh, Brazil we? may be the... Okay. Not Did you pick France and Brazil to be the finalists?
3: Yes. Oh, well, then... <laughs> yeah. then. That's, that's, my, that's my World Cup final, then France winning. <laughs> are, after today of Spain getting eliminated by Morocco in penalties, it's uh, looking pretty good right now.
1: Yeah. I... Uh, had argentina winning and i still do uh, same but yes brazil nope. being um probably the favorite right now i'd have to say yep they
0: are very very good and uh croatia just beat japan on penalties so that was probably a lot closer than what you're going to expect on friday's game when they play each other so um before we get into what's happened already let's talk about how we did in our picks for this so i'm gonna let each of you go first and tell me uh what big game you messed up on and which uh which teams you got right so brad since you picked the final correctly potentially it, it's still in play I, mine is it's not in play i don't know what gavin's is so but uh, either way go first tell us tell us your groups what you what you did what you didn't do um, so I got all of group A correct uh, I got the two winners
3: from group B I correctly predicted uh, out of group C that Argentina would would, would advance um, but I also had Mexico advancing out of group C um, mm. group D obviously France if they're going to win it uh, did not uh, I had uh, Tunisia at the bottom of the group yep. Yep. so that um, did not play out as well as I had thought it would but <laughs> um, but yeah, Tunisia and Australia. I I thought Denmark was going to make it out of there, so Same. that was the that was the other one there. Uh, I had Spain and Germany coming out of Group E. Group E, I completely biffed it on. Um, <laughs> uh, I had Japan and Costa Rica three and four. Um, yep. Group F again. I had Belgium coming out of that group. I had Belgium playing in the semifinal, so <laughs> um, that's another one. Uh, I had Morocco at the bottom of the group. Same. Um and hey look at that now they're going to be playing in the quarterfinals. <laughs> uh, Group G, uh, fourth
1: African team ever too. I just saw that. That's yep. pretty impressive. First since yep. twenty ten in Ghana. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, should have been should have been Senegal to advance against England too. But you know, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> um, had Group G the winners predicted correctly? There, Brazil and Switzerland just flipped Cameroon and Serbia. Uh, Group H, I had I. I did not have. I, Korea- I had Korea at the bottom of the yep. group. Um, and I had Portugal winning it, which, I mean, they still did, but also uh, Korea advanced out of there on a pretty nail biting goal differential. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was probably the most exciting thing to happen so far in the World Cup. Was that sort of.
0: Yeah, like there? the last the last day moments where it's like you have to score in order to advance then yeah, somebody else I scores this the the look of shock on on louis suarez's face oh, when korea oh, scored priceless it's
3: it's Absolutely it's priceless. just it's uh, of uh, if there if there are villains who are being eliminated from here cutter obviously being one Luis suarez being another um there's a lot there's a lot of meals that we got served and there's some some good moments in there um yeah, it's it's been an interesting tournament I think so far, especially on my bracket. So, there's that <laughs> looking at you yeah. Bel- looking at you Belgium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it felt like I mean, obviously this happens every World Cup where, you know, the favorites aren't no one, you know, the favorites always fall here and there. Um kind of the same on mine. I took some swings, especially in Group H. I thought Portugal would come out and be upset. I thought Uruguay, given their talent, would be an obvious winner there. Um, But God spoke in very obvious ways when he said that not playing Fernando Torres means you can't get out of the group. So (laughs) nothing there for Uruguay. Uh, Korea Republic you said for hold on Ooh, hold on said, hold on you said Fernando Torres I need you to go back and correct yourself Facundo Torres thank you Fernando Torres yeah well Spain's not playing him either, future future Arsenal um, legend. well Spain's not playing
3: anymore
2: so
1: yeah <laughs> um I had three teams that I thought would finish fourth all ended up advancing Morocco Serbia and Korea um Group E obviously didn't think that Germany was gonna get out but you know they they just love doing this Uh, Let's see, Qatar being the worst team in the tournament, had that. Iran surprising everyone. I'm sorry, Iran surprising everyone. Um, You know, I talked about it before the tournament, and it kind of seemed like the turmoil back at home could have an effect, and sure enough, it was brought up very prominently throughout their run there. Um, Saudi Arabia's uh, game one upset over Argentina. I mean, that kind of threw Group C into the mix. I mean, who would have thought? I don't think... I don't think Argent well, Argentina was in doubt of advancing up until that last game, right? Mm. Like they wasn't. They yeah, I mean, if they, they had means. if they had lost
0: yeah. their last game to Poland, yeah. and Mexico had won, then it would be Poland and Mexico, or
1: yeah. So I, I mean that that opening game really threw everything off. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at. Group F, obviously, that one was a big one. You know, I Like mm-hmm. I said, I had Morocco fourth. I didn't think Canada would, would advance. I didn't think that they would look that bad through their three games. I mean, yeah. that was pretty disappointing. Like Brad, I had Belgium going on a deep run. But, you know, honestly, that's on me for thinking that Roberto Martinez wasn't going to biff that one. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's kind of what they get for holding on to that manager for that long. But... I don't know. Does it, does a the re- group take stage? Over there? I will say hmm. the group stage got off to a pretty slow start, at least for me, simply because so many games were just scoreless and boring, and it all made up for it in the final days, uh, uh, at least in my opinion.
2: Yeah,
0: I would, I would absolutely agree with that. All right, um, very quickly, my groups. I had Netherlands correct. The rest of the group was wrong. I honestly thought that Qatari money would play a factor into them finishing like third. Uh, that did not come to pass. I also thought Ecuador would finish second, which they were very close in doing yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, but... after
1: that first game, too, it would have seemed like a sure thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, given how bad Qatar is, it's not a surprise. Maybe that made Ecuador look a little bit better, but that not advancing was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah,
0: and the fact that they drew uh, against, who was it? They drew against Senegal or drew against Netherlands? I don't remember. No, they drew against the Netherlands. It was 1-1 against the Netherlands, and then they lost to Senegal to to lose out on
1: yeah. advancing. Yeah, surprisingly, I mean, like, the Netherlands obviously had that group, but they, they didn't blow it wasn't, past it. It was right not convincing yeah. at all, yeah. and that's
0: why I thought the U.S. had a chance heading into right. the knockout round. Until they but, didn't. Um, <laughs> until they didn't, yeah. They they weren't up Man. for it. Uh, I had England and USA correct in Group B. I had Wales and Iran flopped, which most people did. Um, 100% at Group C, that was 100 percent correct for me the only group that i actually got every single one of them right
3: here's an interesting thought experiment if the u.s just don't completely lose track of um uh Bale, i was no i was gonna say bail even oh bail and have that draw against wales um they're they're they win that group
0: well no they'd have no, two wins in my... a draw they'd still finish second
3: yeah, goal differential there. My bad. Yep. Yeah, the whole, you know, scoring two goals from play in the group stage doesn't uh sit well.
0: So No, not at all. All right. Um group C. Okay, group D I had France and then had Denmark, so rest of the group was not correct. Group E, I had Spain and Costa Rica correct. Japan and Germany, I didn't have um I had them swapped basically uh group f i actually did have canada advancing and i had belgium finishing third which they did funny enough that was the only one i got right in that group because uh, i had croatia advancing but i had them winning the group instead. morocco did which again i think we all had them finishing last so big surprise from them yeah, it'd be oh, really interesting to
3: see like who had morocco winning that group
0: yeah it's nobody like probably less than five percent of the entire population Um, Anyone outside of Morocco? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not even any Moroccan fans, but who knows? Uh, Group G, I had Brazil and Serbia moving on. Switzerland finishing third. So Brazil was the only one I got right in that one. And then Group H completely biffed that one. Had Uruguay, Portugal, Ghana, Korea. So, yep. Um, I think all in all, in terms of teams advancing, Brad won out of all of us with. Eleven. I finished with 10. Gavin finished with 9. And then Kyle, who's currently on his way to New Zealand, finished with 10 as well. Mm,
3: Yeah, 10. Um, Folks, when you're right, 69% of the time, which is nice. You're also going to be wrong 31% of the time.
1: (laughs) You know, I take solace in the fact that in baseball, if you fail 70% of the time, you're still a Hall of Famer. So I will take my (laughs) Uh over 50% as a win here. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yep and if you've been following my bets which i haven't been posting publicly anywhere except in our part <laughs> except in our uh slack uh discord. discord i still was thinking slack for some reason um <laughs> uh, i hedged a parlay that had uh Messi to score both teams to score and argentina money line in the argentina poland match and then i just uh saw that Messi probably wasn't going to score so i hedged it very quickly with argent with the argentina money line so um hedging a parlay more possible than you think <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing
1: all right well guys so you want to zero in on the u.s here oh how fun all that was yeah
0: let's start with the the first games of the uh, round of 16 netherlands usa uh wow that started mm-hmm. out bad that was a game yep it definitely was 90 minutes of soccer yep
2: um, Hey, who, who would have thought
0: that Tyler Adams would be responsible for the first goal conceded in yeah, open
1: play? I mean, it's – I think – I mean, he hadn't put a foot wrong for the, throughout the entire tournament. It, it, it was almost th- inevitable then. Yeah, I think the thing that's most disappointing for the United States, it's the way that they, they go out. I mean, listen – getting to the round of 16 and losing in the round of 16 i think that's a very fair and probably realistic expectation from most of us if not most people who follow this team really closely but that that was a gut punch that whole game was one punch after another and i think it's primarily because they went through the group stage and obviously they needed to win that last game and it was you know right up until the final whistle blew they didn't know they were going through but they played Goal scoring aside, they played really well. They the didn't give games. up a single no. goal from the run of play in in
3: the group stage. And then to give three in, like, the mm-hmm. most basic.
1: And two goals that were almost identical, too, in the way just, that they were
3: put together. All right. Yeah, it's Sejinio Dents and Dest did not have uh, a great match. Um, Walker Zimmerman. I as think well. you saw with uh, Dest
1: and you kind of saw with a lot of people, but I noticed Dest specifically the grind of how much these teams had to play in such a short period of time. The fatigue really caught up to it. You could see it in those players. Yeah. I, I, And not just like
3: a lot of games in a short amount of time with this tournament, but like a lot of games in a short amount of time because they're just coming off of a break from their club-like leagues playing yeah. like this this tournament being played in the middle of winter has not been conducive for players like coming in at in their their peak fitness because they're they're in like club form right now so you're seeing a lot of guys who would otherwise be able, eligible to play for these squads not because they're they're out they're injured they're hurt and you're seeing guys get hurt during the tournament Gabriel jesus for brazil uh, a, a noticeable uh name on that list of guys who are you know picking up injuries during this tournament so it's it's one of those things where you see why this (laughs) needs to take place during the summer when i
1: mean it is kind of remarkable now that you said it that the u.s the only two injuries at least that i know of that they suffered were josh sargent landing on a ball and Uh christian pulisic taking one straight to the groin so i mean those are just Hey, Gavin. Things Gavin. that happen like those are just freak moments and they're not necessarily like injuries that you would expect to pick up. So I mean that is you know impressive in itself. Gavin,
0: you gotta put some respect on Christian Polisic's new name.
1: Um I I have seen it, I am blanking on it. Captain Americock. Yeah, Captain <laughs> America, there it is. I was like, I know it was one of the lebertard ones that posted it. I just couldn't remember.
2: Oh, no. God. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: i i i found it hilarious <laughs> I, after the fact that like, he was coming out saying no i did not get hit in the girl like in that area and it's like no you you th- there's video so I, evidence i didn't
1: get hit in the balls yeah and it's like christian come on stop Gav- gaslighting me I, I will say the one
3: thing that i the one takeaway that i most focused on there was after the game uh, gavin got up a, a break great point of something that greg had said where he was like we don't have a memphis to pay playing for this club and it's like my guy Christian pulisic has one fewer goal than he does yeah
1: you know i get what greg is saying in that they don't have like a striker or forward doing that but it's like at the same time how there there are a lot of guys in the squad that are playing champions league soccer like the one the one thing the u.s is missing is a goal scorer but they've Got guys who can compare. Also,
3: a guy who can deliver quality balls from set pieces.
0: Yeah, Christian's uh, set piece delivery was uh, lacking for for uh, I, I, a
1: better word. Yeah, that's a that's a generous corners word. corners and just regular free kicks. The how, entire
0: tournament were atrocious. How hilarious was it how the Fox broadcasters John Strong and uh, Stu Holden kept harping on the fact that the U.S. hired a set piece coach. And they were always talking about how like, oh yeah, they, they they hired the set piece coach to make sure that the set pieces were were really good this tournament and then it's like fire that coach because this this was bad like
1: and even when like you saw them run plays, it, they weren't even executed well, let alone the fact that they didn't score on it like I remember one it was either the England or the uh, Iran game where it's they're setting it up and he didn't like they didn't even get the right. The ball didn't even make it to the guy; like it was kicked way too short or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that was that was one of the things that stuck out was how bad they were on set pieces. I mean, goal scoring in general, obviously. I mean, we knew coming into this tournament that it was going to be a problem, but when you're looking at three goals out of four games, it's not good. Hey guys, <laughs> not you good know, at all.
3: You know what I just noticed? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the other match that happened that day, Argentina Australia. If I placed that same parlay bet. Uh, both teams to score. Messi goal anytime. Argentine opening. I, I cash out on that.
1: <laughs> if only. Should have could have would
3: have. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, that was. Uh, I'm real listeners. I'm realizing this in real time. That sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. I would also like to mention that we are recording this as the uh, the Portugal, Switzerland game is starting. So we may have some live reactions here as this game goes, um, but as we <laughs> Any, uh, anything, just,
3: anything interesting happened before the match? Any interesting announcements or anything?
0: Uh, the fact that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is not starting.
3: Yeah, I mean, by the time people hear this, they'll have known that. But that's yeah.
0: hilarious. Yeah, especially if they lose.
3: One can imagine, only help. imagine
0: losing to to Chicago Fire's shirt on Shakiri. And Arsenal's Grant Shaka. Yep. What a
3: time! All right, let's uh, run down the rest of the round of sixteen Sunday, real quick here, guys. France did France things to Poland.
0: Yep. Um, I'm just going to run down the the like calendar days basically. So we we talked about the USA Netherlands, and then Argentina beat Australia two one. Um, kind of made it interesting towards the end. It it, it almost f- like followed the exact same pathway that the Netherlands game did. We're like, you know, uh, Argentina up two nothing. Then Australia scores in the seventy seventh minute, whereas Haji Wright for the U.S. scored in the seventy sixth minute. But it was, you know, uh,
3: well, also it was two one at that point. And then, can we talk about the goal that Australia scored though? Yeah, it was a it was a shot from twenty five yards out. And then went off of uh, Enzo Fernandez's face,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and so it could, so it was an own goal that probably one of the funniest own goals I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because uh, it just uh, ends up completely wrong-footing uh, Martinez. Like if there was a if there was a just hilarious, like it's one of those things that you have to go back and watch it because it's it's a it's pretty much from out of nowhere.
0: Um, and then... Just like that Haji Wright goal. Right. But Can we talk, can we talk about that Haji Wright goal for a second? we just going how back dumb to it talk was? about
3: America again?
0: I just want to talk about how dumb that goal is. I, I And I, I said this, I think, in in our chat, or I, I think I said this to Kyle when we were watching it. I said that Haji Wright is this U.S. teams, Julian Green. Um, I was gonna say in that. I, I was
3: thinking he's more a human white flag, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he. But here's the thing: Julian Green was a. He scored against Belgium in that in that uh, 2014 World Cup game, and then did
1: nothing. Like he he wasn't good. <laughs> you know, if I had a dollar for every time over the last like eight years we got a kid in u.s soccer who was like the next big thing and only f- to like have no more than like 10 caps and hear never hear from her again mm. paging Gideon gideon's <laughs> yep. speaking of Freddy, i do i wanted Fre- to bring oh, wait, up to gavin
0: it's the Freddie ado effect bobby wood yeah but at least bobby I do want to bring wood, up to bobby wood scored goals
1: well, he was, you know, one of the one in of the, the big up and coming guys. You know, remember he scored. They loved referencing that 2014 mm-hmm. or 2015 game against the Netherlands that has absolutely nothing to do with this current group of United States players yep. um, during the broadcast. But um, I mean, Klaus Jan Huntelaar was still
0: playing for the Netherlands at the time. Like <laughs> yeah, th- I mean,
1: hardly anybody from that team
0: was on both sides was involved in this game. Yeah, you know Bobby Wood had he had 13 goals in 45 appearances from 2013 to 2018. It's nothing to slouch at. Just everything since then has been pretty poor. Yeah. Like he he signed for for Hamburg in 2016. Uh, in 74 appearances, he had eight goals as a starting forward.
1: How many appearances for uh, Real Salt Lake did he make last year? Thirty-one, like, he... and he scored five. He played 31 games I thought he wasn't joining until the summer
0: huh. he joined he joined the summer in 2021
1: oh okay yeah All right. he only, made, only played, he only he only played
0: right he only played 31 games from 20 from su- summer of 21 to the end of 22. wow
3: um he has four he had 14 appearances this last year and scored three so, so. he scored two in yeah.
0: 2021. He was actually at one point he was loaned to Real Monarchs in 21, and now he's signed for the Yeesh. New England Revolution because Bruce. Yeah,
1: I did want to bring up from somehow his he's still only through.
0: That's crazy.
3: Go ahead. Because
1: I got some pushback. You guys disagreed with me on this. Hmm. I think Christian Pulisic not scoring in the third minute on that I, opportunity is worse than Wando. No, missing. absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. No. Changes Wando. Yeah, yeah, but third minute, wide open. It wasn't wide open. 1v1 from like 15 yards out. Do
0: you real go back and watch that Wando miss and tell me that's worse that than Christian Pulisic. I the think the it is. I bad.
1: think in that moment. You are with deluded. the talent of Christian Pulisic. There is no way. 99 times out of 100, you think Christian Pulisic is going to make that opportunity. That was the one time he didn't make it in the biggest moment of his life. I
0: think, I think everybody who listens to that point. Well first off, you didn't tweet it out, so I don't know how, how confident you are in that point. You're not willing to put it out there publicly like that.
1: <laughs> I mean that, that I saw Pablo Mauro tweeting about it, so I know did that. Did he say that it was worse it.
0: than Wando's miss? Yes, yes, yes.
1: Here, let uh, me find I the I will tweet say that,
3: that that the X G on the Pulisic miss is like 0.42. So yeah that's that's <laughs> what great. was what was that the one should, for
0: for Wando though? For Wando?
3: Do they I don't let me see if I can find the XG on that. This yeah, is... i fa- I found
0: the I found the tweet, Gavin. He said that early ballistic miss was worse than Wando's miss, and everyone in yeah. the comments naturally is saying you're wrong.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a bold take, and I agree with it.
0: It's too 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 bold for me.
1: <laughs> Listen. That was that was the opportunity right there. I'm not saying the U.S. would have won the game, but a one nothing lead three minutes in changes the entire way, and not and it is is it's a shame that Kyle's not here too because Louis Van Gaal putting in a masterclass performances tactically in that game. Oh, he hated it. I sat there. With, <laughs> I sat there with him watching the game,
0: and boy, um, he he was. Uh, he was down bad guys Uh, let me tell you
1: yeah i mean you know what's funny too is i don't was it during the england game and not to put kyle on blast here but since he can't defend himself but i'll do it anyway (laughs) him saying that christian pulisic shouldn't be starting for the united states and then he also you know scored the winning goal for the u.s and he he was actually very good in this world cup so who christian pulisic
0: he was all right. I, he I wasn't their best player, but he yeah. was
1: very good. I mean, he was good in this World Cup. It shows that his club situation is a real shame because he deserves to be playing somewhere. I think the fact I think the fact that he
0: team. didn't get
1: playing a lot of
0: playing time heading into this World Cup hurt him. Where oh, he wasn't sure. as sharp as he could have been. So according to
3: uh, sorry guys, according to American Soccer Analysis, the XG on Wando's miss in 2014 was .74 oh, There you go. So, Stats don't yeah, lie,
1: Gavin. I'm not saying statistically it's a worse i I mean like I can't argue with that I'm saying the situation the situation the player who it is the moment it all matters and I think that that miss is worse
3: yeah i it it definitely would I think it definitely changes the the how the complexity of the game because if the u s score first they're just bunkering yeah like, I don't it's... I think I think the shape I think it becomes like a just a like they're playing it like the game would almost be played in mud at that <laughs> yes. point because that's all the US are going to do at that point they're just going to defend they're going to like sit back like Greg's Greg's gonna Greg's gonna park the bus and it's gonna be probably one of the most boring matches of well I mean yeah this this
1: group had the capacity maximum to score oh. one goal a game so if they got it in the third minute like well, you can't hope for did. anything else yeah you can't help hope for anything else
3: Hey, it was the most Orlando City soccer club <laughs> US, U.S. men's soccer team we've ever seen in our lives. They hit that one goal quota, and they're like, well, we're good. Yep.
1: What a time. They even, in against England, they even saw Christian shot go off the post and said, good enough. <laughs> that was close but enough, guys. Take. Sorry. <laughs> good enough, guys. Hit the
3: wicket, so that counts. We're playing England, <laughs> right? They, 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 hit, they hit wickets for points. Cricket. So.
0: There you go. Well, you know what I have to say to, to all of that, guys.
2: Will I get over it? Mm, no, but life goes on.
0: <laughs>
1: big picture. We still
3: haven't talked about. We still have about <laughs> uh, Argentina and. Uh...
1: Well, I was just gonna oh, say big picture for the U.S. before I move on. Um, Four years from now, they'll be better. Yeah, where where do you, where do you guys where do you guys sit?
0: Uh, they need a striker. <laughs> Yeah. they need they need another center back because uh, t- 42 year old 40 how old is he now he's 35 39 year old Tim ain't coming to save you then
1: no I mean I mean it, it was I hard. think it was boop, contract boop. they were contractually obligated to say second youngest team at least five times a game but second youngest team all of these guys a lot of these guys are gonna be in their prime in four years I mean I'm not saying I think the United States is going to win the World Cup, quite frankly. I don't think it'll ever happen in my lifetime because that would be
3: unreal. I did think it was interesting that Cameron Carter-Vickers didn't make an appearance in that match. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys you can just look at and be like, huh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, th- there's there's some questions for Greg,
1: for sure. I think a lot yeah, of people you know, want him fired. Namely, namely, not bringing Jesus Ferreira when he was in form for the October Fennies no, no, no. and then Gavin. bringing him.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought you were going with Ricardo Pepe. Never mind continue no
1: i was not, not bringing not bringing jesus Ferreira into camp for the october friendlies when he was in form and then bringing him to the world cup when he was not in form and hadn't scored a goal in months and he sh- was not up to the moment very clearly uh so yeah i've listened no, he only played that last he played against the netherlands like he hadn't played
0: any other game to that yeah. point not even as a sub and instead of starting I, haji right you're like yep yeah,
1: Jesus ferreira Without any, I think minutes. there's a lot of haters and losers out there that were hoping every possible thing. Yeah, of which there are definitely many. Um, we're hoping that every possible thing that Greg could do wrong, he would do wrong because they hate him. Yeah, they want him fired. But and I'm not one of those people. But there were a lot of decisions throughout this tournament I mean you can even say including the roster selection that heavy scratching her head and wondering why Berhalter chose to do this and that Um, I mean this should probably be obvious but four more years he and just why? died
3: wow <laughs> I didn't know that you're telling me this now for the first time <laughs> he had an amazing coaching tenure what else can you say whether you agreed or not he was an amazing coach who led an amazing team? I'm I'm actually sad to hear that. I'm sad to hear that.
1: And for the record, he is actually still the head coach through the end of the month, so he's still yeah. Still and
3: who, it, it, okay, <laughs> they, it, do, they, imagine
0: if they if they sign him to a new contract, how much will just oh, social media implode?
3: <laughs> I would be rooting for this country's downfall
2: harder than Osama <laughs> bin Laden did
1: there would be a protest outside u.s soccer head is it gonna be oh wait, house, it's just, just, is it gonna be like more wait, angrier and louder than there would be outside of any drag show on a saturday i'm morning. gonna
3: i'm gonna post that picture of uh, president bush reading that book and it's the the guy telling him that it's just mr president craig burr halter has been signed to a second contract <laughs>
0: Um, it's it's going to be like that one time where Orlando City supporters protested the Orlando City front office for firing Paul <laughs> McDonough, which, hey, oh my God, grand, do you remember that? that grand scheme of things?
1: Wow. Was it, wait, wait, was oh, really? that why they did it? Yes. They hired totally. Armando Carnero, oh
0: and after they fired Paul, Paul McDonough, and then they protested. Well, they didn't fire him. He left on his own. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. After after yeah. He, he left after they brought in Carnero. He was basically forced out, though. So he Which, like, the same thing. Yeah, so hindsight, but, though. Uh, considering
3: looking at mm, what Austin, happened, I don't know what you're talking about. Totally exonerated. No wrongdoing if you ask any from it. If, if you start America.
1: opening up investigations into 2015 Orlando City, it's just a witch hunt at this point. I mean, they didn't succeed. So, like, who cares? Well, I mean, they did it for Miami, actually. And they were bad. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, to answer my own question, no. I don't think any coach should get more than four years. And there's a lot of people yeah, also saying that Greg fair. might not want to. So I think yeah. on that front, we're probably safe. The bigger hey, question hey is who? Guys, guys,
0: Montreal needs a new coach now.
1: Eh, I don't think that would be it. I don't think he would do that. I, I think if Greg is going to get another job, he could probably, off the pedigree of this World Cup, I mean, he could probably get something bigger. Probably in Europe. Because, I mean, realistically, the U.S. overperformed expectations. Expectations. At least, I don't think they overperformed. I think they performed too. Though. Hey guys,
0: well, uh, you know who'd be? You know who'd uh, probably need results-wise. No, no. Do you, do you guys know who would be a new, a good new coach, uh, or a good new uh, destination for Greg Berhalter, who needs a new coach? I'll give you a hint. They're south of the Belgium.
1: border. <laughs> He's not going to Mexico. <laughs> Could you imagine, though?
0: That would be hilarious. <laughs> You want to see a fan base I actually mean, implode. Yeah. No well, I mean No, the Mexican fan base would absolutely he, implode.
3: Yeah, but Greg got his team past the group stage.
0: Uh, yeah, and Tata Martino didn't.
1: Hey, Tata Martino's available, he got, guys. He got he got he got tarmacked. <laughs> So, Honestly, I wouldn't hate Tata Martino. I don't think it's realistic. It's not going to happen. I've, but if I you're looking at I... what the next the job of the next coach is going to be, I do want to say the job of the next four years is going to be a lot different than the job of the past four years. So mm-hmm. that was, should also well, be a factor yeah, in terms you also, of what you're looking for. Because you don't have to. Because you don't have to worry about quality. Yeah, you just need a coach now who four years from now is going to get the most out of a group of players who are. Going to be in the primes of their career, and I would almost say it's an easier job than the one that Greg Mm -hmm. had. Oh, by far. I mean, not to mention the fact that a you don't even have to qualify, so there's no, there's no stakes over the next four years. You know, hopefully the United States is in Copa America. The you know Gold Cup is what it is, Nations League is what it is, but there's no qualifying. The job you're already set, so you just got to show up and win games. You just got to show up and win, win.
3: Didn't they? Weren't players asking for the, them? the The U. weren't the U.S. players asking to see if they couldn't qualify for uh, the Confederations Cup? Wasn't that like their big target? Weren't they talking about that Maybe. one?
1: Maybe you're thinking of Copa America. Yeah, that could because they it. don't do they don't do Confederations Cup anymore, right?
0: Guys, breaking news: Portugal has scored. Yep. And it was the guy. The who guy that, in yep. place of Ronaldo. Yep. Sure <laughs> was
1: on their only shot of the game so yeah. far. Bigger news Kyle Schorbaum to play for Team USA. So the U.S. Uh, men's national team baseball edition is uh, stacking up.
3: There you go. Schorberfest extended. Love it.
1: All right. Um, other World Cup
0: games uh, France beat Poland. Brazil beat South Korea. Yep. Uh, England beat Senegal. Mm-hmm. All pretty straightforward games. Love it
3: when bad things happen to
0: Tottenham players. <laughs> um. Let's go uh through the other two games that went into penalties. First Japan and Croatia. Boy, I thought Japan had it, and then they went to penalties and it was horrible. And then Morocco Spain. Yeah. Uh I wouldn't say that Spain had it because boy did they not. No.
1: Boy they, did they not. I they think looked... they deserve to lose on those yeah. boo fast jerseys alone. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was those watching uh are... NYCSC match.
0: I mean, like Sergio Miami. Busquets could be the next NYCFC midfielder. To be fair,
3: Dava is not walking through that door. <laughs> well, for you mean legal Miami? Reasons, mostly Miami
1: midfielder. I, I mean, maybe I don't know. Isn't that, isn't that the one? Or my, is it someone? Uh, it's uh, Miami wants to sign Fabregas, everyone, right? Miami right? wants to sign Busquets and Fabregas. Why am I thinking? Why were we talking about Fabregas the other day? Now that's names in my head.
3: He is a he is a rumor for Miami. That's what it yeah. is.
1: Okay, that's what it is. I was like, there has to be a reason why we were talking about him recently.
3: Yeah. Um wasn't wasn't Spain the f- wasn't Spain Opta's favorite to win the tournament? I thought it was Brazil. I mean, this team was pretty good. Like this team
1: had a lot of talent. Was it Spain or was it, it, was, it was one, it of, one of, of the two. favorites for sure.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then they ran into Ziyech and that was it. Yep. Hate to hate to see good things happening for Chelsea, but you know. Hey.
0: So, Spain was an 8.9% chance to win according to Opta.
3: Oh, so it's definitely Brazil. Though. Brazil
0: was a sixteen percent. Belgium five yeah. percent. France twelve percent. I think it's Sp- Argentina thirteen percent. The... England eight think... percent. And then I think that was Spain it.
3: Spain had the best odds in their group. That's what I'm remembering.
0: Yes, Spain had uh, better odds than Germany. The other two were point 0- zero zero percent and point two percent. I would like to note that Croatia has a one point eight percent chance to win because they're old yeah, yeah that's why so yeah fun fun times so quarterfinal predictions here netherlands
1: argentina
3: uh i got argentina winning that
1: same. one. same gavin netherlands argentina yeah i mean i have argentina win the whole tournament so
0: well, there you go and then croatia brazil i think we all got brazil in that one
2: uh-huh.
0: uh england and france guys
1: I know. I know.
0: Brad's got France. Yes.
1: I think this is. I'm excited for this game because I really don't know. I don't. We don't know if England is actually good yet, but we will after this. Harry Maguire own goal. I think. I think it's France. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, I, I got to tell you, Harry Maguire
0: has had some really like one of those. He, he's been one of those guys where it's like, wow, he's playing really good, and then he has like an egregious turnover that almost like gifts a goal to the other team. And it's like, yeah, against a good team, he's probably gonna get like absolutely owned.
1: Can't wait. I mean, I I will give it to him because most of us were laughing at the fact that he was probably still gonna be a starter going into this. Mm. And in the group stage, he actually was good. Mm. Mm -hmm. So
0: He'll still have those moments, though. It is Harry Maguire after all.
3: Yeah. Ain't played nobody,
0: Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, um, the U.S. is the only team to shut out England so far this tournament. Just going to put that out there.
3: Yeah, they ran across an SEC team and they couldn't put up points. What does that tell you about England? <laughs> I say, that's going to say that's because it's called soccer. So.
0: Yeah, imagine if uh, both the U.S. and Australia had gone through and they were playing each other, the two soccer teams in the quarterfinals. Oh. Well,
3: here's the thing. Soccer is an English word. Like, oh, I was, know, but they don't call up. it
0: soccer anymore. Meanwhile, Australia are the Socceroos. Yeah, well,
3: that's because they're a country that also has uh, taste and high
1: class. Well, I mean, would Canada? Canada would have been the third Canadian Soccer Federation.
0: Yeah, that's true, but Canada didn't make it. Well. It's a shame.
3: Having three countries that call it soccer in the knockout stage would have broken FIFA. Uh. <laughs>
2: Very Any very more thoughts have to, on the World Cup? They'd have to call it. They'd we, have uh... to call it
3: CFA.
0: <laughs> CFA. Uh, No, I'm I'm good on World Cup. I think uh, we'll we'll reconvene after uh, the, the final uh, on that. Raheem,
3: St- Raheem Sterling, John Stones, and, and well, Callum Molson, I guess, is less important, but uh, one of those one of those names in there being injured for the England France match uh, definitely uh, might. Be pretty big for England.
0: Yeah, Sterling's not injured. He had to go home because his house got broken into while his family was still there.
3: Mm. Oh, it just says, okay, I see here, personal reasons slash unknown, yep. which uh, yeah, that will uh, do it.
0: Yep, so he's hoping to be back in time, but well, he's got until Saturday, which is you know, a couple days. I don't know if he starts. I think he comes off the bench, but yes, the other two uh, definitely
1: notable um as far as ronaldo i haven't seen why he was benched is it just because they hate him because he was an ass to the coach i think okay yeah If i remember correct has yeah, who, who he not been an ass to lately i mean listen that guy's laughing at all of us as he's gonna go make 700 million dollars for like two years in saudi arabia but it is kind of astounding i mean whether wherever you land on the messy ronaldo thing i mean he is objectively one of like the greatest players of that we've ever gotten to witness and the fact that he's just kind of like crumbling at the end of it at least to me is very fun
0: hot takes nope. all over the place portugal is, is better without ronaldo
3: it is yes. kind of it is it also funny to see that the the fox preview for uh the world cup had tom brady talking about ronaldo <laughs> and yet here we are yeah. here we go here we I go. didn't want to get
1: worked up. I didn't want to get worked up about any of what Fox has been doing for this World Cup. But I'm just gonna say, red card, double red card, six game suspension. <laughs> they are the worst. They're, and they're so. If you bad. have kids in the car, I mean, excuse me. They are the fucking worst <laughs> at doing this whole broadcasting thing.
0: Yeah. Well, they they did they did get uh, some Qatar Airways money. They weren't even going to send a crew there, and then all the of a shameless. Sudden- yeah,
1: the shamelessness of everything that they've been doing regarding letting Qatar just. By their whole fucking broadcast is astounding. Mm. Also, in terms <laughs> of the broadcast of crew,
0: um, <laughs> Ian Dark, great, uh, but they paired him with Landon Donovan, who, um, yeah, who is just listen,
1: is person- uh, he okay. <clears throat> personable as a wet rag.
0: Okay, even even when he's not on television, because I, I interviewed him for uh, when the San Diego um, Loyal played in USL when I called their game, he's the exact same like. Just, he's a boring Sounds, guy. Yeah, he's just very <laughs> emotionless. And th- did you see what happened with him recently? Uh, he's been moved to a front office role while his assistant has become head coach. And I've, I know for a fact that he's he was a figurehead head coach where his assistant was doing all the coaching and he was just a cheerleader. So like probably he's he's a great guy and he's gotten better as the World Cup has gone on in terms of like being a little bit more emotional in terms of some of the calls that he's done. But he just doesn't have, like, the timing of when to talk and, like, when to jump in, when to say stuff, continuously talking. He's just kind of a fan watching the game and talking about it. That's kind of how he comes off as in terms of broadcasting, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. You know, he's he's a U.S. legend. Like, if he wants to do it, then he needs reps.
1: But don't start him at the World Cup. I would say the same thing about Clint Dempsey in that just because you're a U.S. legend doesn't mean you should. Yeah,
0: but you give you, you bring, for,
1: for Dempsey's role... He is an analyst with a pedigree. He's trying too hard. I don't want to make fun of the man, but he sounds like he like he's trying to sound smart and articulate. The problem is he is not coming off that way. If you
0: watch him in CBS broadcasts, he's much better because he feeds off of Micah Richards.
1: I mean, you also yeah, you also have better analysis, better analysts on CBS. Sure, sure, coverage,
2: sure, sure. So. Yeah
1: easy to work with those guys yeah then well Alexi I, mean, I think Lawless, who you know everyone is sitting there watching him just scream and rant oh and when he like, all right when cool. when him and
0: piers morgan got together to talk about the u.s england game. yeah that's
1: a whole nother thing
0: wow who thought it would be a great idea to be like hey piers you want to you come on
1: television and debate our own guy about the game it's like all right yeah isn't it cool how fifa just like gave fox the 2026 rights without even like bidding for him just for for no reason just because probably because they're playing good sports and being you know very fluffy to russia and guitar and all this well the hope is running their little puff pieces and the hope is four years from now they won't have to do that and they'll have better
0: people involved
1: yeah, now we they get to won't. see the international Fox, news I mean, news community the, do
3: write puff pieces on the U.S. That was- I,
1: <laughs> I can also – I mean, obviously, like, it's obvious too, but Fox does this with all of its stuff where they, they spend all the money on all these rights. They put in absolutely no effort to get good or better at what they do. I mean, even the NASCAR coverage is abysmal. Like, they, they – they make the sport so silly, and they don't take any of it seriously, and it's just embarrassing. That's fine. And this is how it feels like with this World Cup. They they assume that they assume the viewing audience is dumb, mm. and they assume that they're here for a hearty heart and a laugh, and they don't take this seriously.
3: <laughs> you guys like, see any of those like B twenty one commercials like during the the
1: World Cup? That's wild, right? I mean, I, yeah, and even um. I mean, the fact that they use the FIFA rankings is like that's something that like oh, this team's ranked fourth in the world. That doesn't mean anything. Like that's <laughs> meaningless because they think they think the viewers know nothing, and they want to try to give the stupidest information possible to make them all feel smart. I'm not gonna lie, and it's I not thought, even good information. I thought
3: coefficient ratings were still a thing in FIFA.
1: Yeah, they're. they're what do they use? The BCS or something? Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, see i didn't want to get worked up about this but here we are here we are all right well
0: uh as we are now going away from that let's uh do a quick roundup of on our orlando city and pride news guys um so the last time we we talked about uh orlando city and pride (laughs) um a couple things happened a couple signs signings happened a couple of trades have happened so uh first off we'll start with orlando city guys they signed felipe
2: yeah Yay. woo
1: yeah uh good depth, good veteran presence I mean this team needs some kind of you know vocal leadership and boy he
0: is he is insanely vo- like uh, the first day yeah. he signed on Twitter he was like
1: all over he's like, I'll give my
0: heart and soul for this club, I love it already, I'm turning everything I dyed my kid's hair purple for this,
1: yeah I mean that's <laughs> the enthusiasm you know, I, I did and, you know. <laughs> I did hear
3: from uh, some operations staff members of the club that he hadn't shown up to the practice field yet, though. So that was kind of like, it's funny to like tweet. I, and we've all, we've all begun, been there, right? Mm. Like you get excited and you tweet a whole bunch of stuff. But in actuality, like you're just like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get around to it. when I. Yeah.
1: I mean, he was in Orlando at one point. I did see, uh, yeah, pictures of someone or he might have posted them where someone met him at the airport. Yeah. So
0: I know he's here or there. He was at one point. He may not be now, but he was. He yeah. um, showed
3: up at one point. Yeah.
0: Uh, Mauricio Pereira, new contract, non-DP, 32-year-old. Yeah. That one
1: was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Two, two years. years. Exactly. Two years. Um, Considering we kind of seemed like he wanted to go back, uh, Pepe scored, 2 nothing Portugal. Oh, boy. Um, It seemed like he wanted to go back to Uruguay. I mean, he said as much. So the fact that he has committed two more years to Orlando – especially after only signing a one-year deal for 2022 yeah it's kind of surprising um well maybe I they mean, knew the fact they were that he's not a dp maybe is, they
0: knew they were going to need someone like him and said all right let's just throw some money at
1: him i was gonna say i think it's also possible that signing him to two years you probably couldn't like have him be a dp one year and not the next so it was just like we'll give you that we'll see where we are and then they, you get to that point, and it's like, all right, well, you're not really worth a DP anymore. But we would love to keep you around. You know,
3: guys. Uh, personally, I would mark Pepe from a corner.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: what? A, who? Yes, as we all predicted, the Morocco uh, Portugal uh, quarterfinal match.
0: Yep. And then winner goes on to play France or England. <laughs> Boy, could you imagine? Could you imagine Morocco pulling off the upset and then France winning, and it's France Morocco?
2: It's
3: no, no, uh, no, nope, no history there, huh? Yeah, uh, definitely not. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Uh, other news for Orlando City: Alex Alvarado gone officially. Uh, he's been gone. Yeah, well, he's been gone, <laughs> but now he's officially been bought. The team in Ecuador that he's been playing for, LDU. Um, liga deportiva universitaria he
1: was the guy that was with watford at one point right no like in his career no no who am i thinking of
0: uh you're thinking of uh what's his name from brazil mateus Ayas.
1: mateus Ias. yes right.
0: No. alvarado alvarado came to orlando city from a club in quito ecuador yeah. And, yeah. and then he? orlando He's city, Santa city Santa. sent him to another team in quito ecuador did they only
3: think there was one club, and they thought they were just sending him back?
0: <laughs> there's like um, s- there's like five clubs in Quito.
3: I mean, I guess that's the most notable one. No one else of note leaving the club since. Oh we wait, last had hold an episode. on a second.
0: Because uh, there was somebody that happened earlier today as we were recording. Well, oh, the day today we were recording. Yeah, oh. Andres Perea. That's who you were thinking of, right? Right, Brad? Sure. De- definitely. That's who I was thinking <laughs> of. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the other guy in just a second here. Uh, $450,000 in 23 general allocation money and 300000 in 24 allocation money from Philadelphia for Andres Perea. That's
1: um, good business right there. If
0: Andres does meet certain contract obligations, Orlando gets another 100000 And Orlando retains a portion of Perea's future transfer fee.
1: I think circumstances being different because Sebas Mendez was in the last year of his contract, but to get more back for Perea is good good business right there. It's because he
0: doesn't need a green card.
1: Right. That helps too. Um, I mean, you're looking at a guy who in 2020 and 2021 was very good. I mean, like this was a starter for Orlando City, a guy with a lot of upside and potential, very versatile. You can put him around the midfield, high or low, but you know, he fell off this year. Like, you know, you've said he did not, was not very good in 2022, had a lot less playing time. You know, those might go hand in hand. You could say Um, not only that, but Cesar Araujo, kind of kicked him down the depth chart with his emergence. Um I mean, it is what it is. It is kind of crazy to think about Sebas, Junior Urso, and Perea being like the midfield trio, like the top three guys for Orlando City last year. And now none of them are here within the span of five months. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy to think about uh, just the the kind of transformation we saw that we saw coming. So, and it's all guys who I we probably didn't even expect to be going that are the ones being you know recycled out. So yeah, uh, it's interesting.
0: And and again, going back to Oscar Pereja, he said the core of this team will be back.
1: Yeah, and so far three people in the
0: midfield are gone, and that's that's uh, base. I mean, when you think about a core of a team, you think of the midfield.
3: Yeah, yeah. what do you guys mean? Gaston Gonzalez was there all year.
1: <laughs> well, I think he was, he's going to be correct as assuming Pedro Gillespie comes back. You do still have both your center backs. You do still have Arajo. You do still have Pereira. They're still going to have Urquh and Cara. at least right now. They still have Urquh and Cara heading into next year. So I mean, well, the, most of the core is back. Gavin,
0: Gavin, <laughs> they've also made some, some other big signings. Um, uh, big being the, uh, the word that is doing the most work right there. Um, <laughs> Adam Grinwis, new contract, basically the third string keeper at this point. Um, mm-hmm he's got a 2023 deal now on the table uh other than that you've got uh kyle smith signing a new deal to stay through 2023 with a club option in 2024 so another good good depth piece he's 30 years old now so he's
1: he's on the other side of things Uh, speaking of which too going out we now know that joe Moutinho will Mm -hmm. not be returning so it is important that they kept him around uh, good rinse good rinse is all I'll say to that one
0: um I mean he did he did do some good things for the team on the pitch many good
3: people on both sides <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's one way to put it <laughs>
2: yeah
1: he is going from uh, he's going to a country that is gonna suit his uh you know coming into power at the right time we'll say that yep <laughs> He's so uh
0: just to make a note, he is going to Italy. He is gonna be joining All with right. uh, Spezia. Spezia. Is it it it's how do you pronounce it? Spezia. Okay. I think. Anyways, it's uh it's a team that is currently Spezia. The the club is teetering on relegation zone right now. Just to make a note, they're, they're 13 points in 15 games. So maybe maybe he comes in and helps them once the, uh, the games uh, resume, which they play on uh, January 4th is when they start back up. Moving on, uh, Orlando City also made another new signing. And uh, Fabian Loyola is joining the team uh favian becomes the 13th homegrown player to join the lions he made a very uh meteoric rise within the club starting as an mls next academy player joining ocb playing with ocb scoring a lot with ocb then being named to the 2022 mls next all-star game where he was named the mvp he's 17 years old he's got a very high
1: upside and it, it's it's big it's big. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely, um, you know, like you said, youth national team guy. And you, When you think about the next four years, he'll be 21 around the summer. I mean, think about how many guys rose up into this national team as teenagers and are here now for this World Cup. I'm not saying that he's going to be a guy, but he's a guy that is in the national team pipeline. He's very talented and there is a lot of. Of room for him to grow yeah uh, i um, would also I like mean,
2: to
0: to note um he is not a florida born and bred he is he was born actually in camp lejeune in north carolina funny i was enough. gonna
1: say i'm assuming that means he has military parents he
0: probably. does yes mm-hmm. um he's also got triple citizenship according to uh orlando city he is a u.s citizen an italian citizen
1: and a chilean citizen yeah uh, Let's see, we got three-year contract options in 26 and 27. So he could be around at the very least for a pretty long time. Yep.
0: And that is the hope. He will be wearing number 95. So yeah, big news from the Orlando City side. And then uh, just two notable things from Orlando Pride. Uh, Kerry Lawrence signed through the 2024 season. Uh, the Orlando born and bred player. Came into her own as center back and fullback uh, throughout the 2022 season. She's also dating Marta. So uh, maybe that comes into play when trying to re-sign Marta for the 2023 <laughs> season. I don't know. Just just putting it out there that, it, you know, may come hand in hand. Uh, but Carrie is uh, Orlando born and bred. She, she was, went to high school around here in Orlando. She went to college at UCF. Uh, she coaches at FC Highland. Good to have a player like that around the club, and the mm-hmm. fact that she's pretty good is is also very helpful. Definitely helps. Yes. Outside of that, in terms of the uh, Orlando Pride, there really hasn't been any big uh, news. We talked about we talked about Ali Watt and Seb Hines, obviously being the, the official now. Outside of that, there hasn't been any other big signings for the Pride. Uh, through this offseason just yet, but there's still a number of uh players to re-sign that still need to be done. So that's kind of where we're sitting for City and Pride. Other than that, there's a ton of rumors going around. But uh we're 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 not we're not ones to speculate on things, you know?
1: Nope. only hardcore uh journalism, Capital G journalism here.
0: <clears throat> well, I don't know about you, but that 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 is the case for me.
1: I'm just saying in general on the show, you know, yeah. I I don't like to to tread into what's worthless too. I mean, everybody knows soccer um, loves to produce rumors that almost never come to fruition. So.
0: Yes, that is correct. Now, um, if you do want to go ahead and speculate on anything, Gavin,
2: mm-hmm.
0: with Mauricio Pereira signing as a non-DP that opens up a DP slot it does it does so what position does Orlando City go for for their new DP
1: I mean assuming that Pereira is still a starter you probably aren't gonna worry about that for now but what was I think on the um, what position I would think, on the on, wing. Is I would he think starting wing. for I would well that's a good question because if, if cuz Mauricio mean, was playing as an eight yeah well, he was playing as an eight when Pato was there, and Pato, as we know, is gone. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it it, it really does—it makes you wonder if Oscar is, is going to stick with kind of the same lineups and styles that he was trying to do last year when everyone was healthy. Um, I mean, personally, I think it's very clear this team needs talent on the wings. You know, Nani being gone and Chris Mueller obviously being gone, too, really took away from that. Mm-hmm um I for me that's kind of a focal point trying to figure out a way to make the game work better towards Kara is, is certainly a big thing and if you can find a way to get more service to him from out wide i think that'll be big so that helps that'd be something that i'm looking at
2: mm.
0: it's definitely going to be interesting heading into the the bulk of this offseason because it's it's not a long off season, you know. We're, we're we're approaching the end of the year. the The MLS Super Draft comes up in January, yeah. and then preseason starts in the end of it, like the right right at the say,
1: end of January. The Concacaf, the Champions League teams usually start like a week or two earlier too. So I would assume that Orlando is going to be probably in early January. They'll be starting.
2: It's mm-hmm.
0: a good point. So we, you, you you got to basically a month to retool a bunch of your roster positions.
1: Yeah, because what their first their first Concacaf game is in March, late March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see here if we have that out yet.
0: Well, I mean, we do have. Do we do know when Orlando is going to be playing their Concacaf Champions League games at the very least. Yes. Um. Orlando's going to be traveling first to Tigres on March 7th for the first leg, and then they're back in Orlando for March 15th, which is a Wednesday game. So Tuesday there, Wednesday here. And they're late kickoffs, too. A 10 p.m. kickoff in Mexico and an 8.15, for some reason, p.m. kickoff here in Orlando.
1: 8.15. They love those 8 o'clock games. Yeah, but why 8.15. It's not even eight o'clock. It's fifteen. <laughs> I would it? assume I yeah, I would assume it's probably for TV.
0: Sure. But usually they say eight o'clock and then kick off at eight fifteen. This time they said eight fifteen, which makes me think eight thirty kick off.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a good call. Well because in Tigres how which time zone is Tigres in out there? How oh. far how far where, where is uh which part of Mexico? Oh, um,
0: they play in uh, what's it called? It's in Monterey.
1: So they're 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 east, right?
0: mm, they're east in Mexico, yeah. But they're they're yeah. like right. They're, they're basically like dead south of, say, like F- Dallas, Fort Worth area. Like they're almost okay. in that same vicinity.
1: Mm. I was gonna say. I mean, it could be just to help out their time zone, but who knows? Yeah, it's so Calf. <laughs> Explanations are few and far between.
0: Yeah, it's an hour back of Orlando. So uh, there, there is uh, one last thing I would like to mention that has just come across my timeline. Uh, and then we will end the show. There is a rumor that the U.S. and Canada are rumored to be potentially participants in the Copa America in
1: 2024. That and I saw Doug McIntyre of, I think he's at Fox Sports now. Mm-hmm did an interview with the FIFA, fight, FIFA vice president, and he says that there's a possibility of the Copa taking place here in America. So that would be big, too. As a primer Throw to the World back. Cup,
0: 2024 Copa, yeah. 2026 World Cup. Why
1: not? Because, I mean, that's a good chance, the U.S. Hey, that's a good chance you, for
0: Orlando to host a game there.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're... Uh, Do you remember Orlando if, hosted... It's kind a, of a consolation. What, what, what was the year that the Orlando hosted the... Uh, it was... Uh, 2016, when the Copa was here, right? Did Orlando have games? Yeah, it was the Copa America Centenario. Was that. Was that when Brazil was here? Brazil against. They played like Haiti or something?
0: Uh, Costa Rica played Paraguay here in Orlando. And then Brazil played Haiti and beat them 7 1 with Mark Geiger as the referee. Yeah.
2: Remember
1: that final or I remember the US got blown out they didn't get blown out by us Argentina but I remember it was 4-0 nothing Argentina. Argentina okay they did get blown out by Argentina
0: yep. uh US uh, lost the third place game to uh Colombia yeah that was when Giasi Zardes and Clint Dempsey were still part of the team
1: an entirely different era of US soccer that's for sure yeah god it's
0: crazy to think Jurgen Klinsmann was still the coach yeah he sure was <laughs> Sure right before, was.
1: we were all still so innocent back then. Still still didn't know what was to lie ahead in the coming year.
0: Hey, Jermaine Jones, Bobby Wood, Graham Zussi. Say
1: Dom. Remembering <laughs> Dom some guys. Wasn't in there yet. Yeah, Dom wasn't in there yet, right? I, I think it was like 2017-ish Gold Cup that he started to yeah, break through. Yeah, that's
0: what it was. And then he <laughs> breaks through and then immediately well, gets sent back.
1: He got in. That was it. He got in and then got
0: traded to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where it went downhill. That's, well, happens to the best of us, I guess. All right. Well, that is that. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Orlando Soccer Show for uh, Brad Newton and Gavin Eubank. I am Austin David saying thanks for uh, tuning in once again. We will be back uh, at some point. I'm not sure exactly when, but uh, we will be back, and uh, we'll be talking about Orlando City and Pride and probably the end of the World Cup. So uh, until then, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.
1: You're Dirty Brown Water Trash,
2: and you're always going to be Dirty Brown Water Trash.